Welcome to the Davis Arts Council Backstage Pass podcast recorded in the green room of the Canley Amphitheater. My name is Kim. And I'm Heather. And we're here to talk arts, music, literature, and give you a peek into what goes on here behind the scenes. In this episode, we're interviewing Davis Arts Council Security Director slash board member Barry Sanderson. And I'm so excited. Yes, welcome. Welcome. Wow, thank you. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Okay, so going back to the beginning, how did you first get involved with Davis Arts Council? Well, to be honest with you, I'm not really sure. <laughs> it's been That's a awesome. long time. It's been a long time, and I think it was a phone call from the executive director in 1997 uh, who'd gotten my number from my wife, and they needed a driver for Sergio Mendez. Oh, fabulous. Wow. And I thought, wow, I know yeah. Sergio Mendez. I'm, <laughs> I'm in. That's amazing. So they gave me a set of keys and a car, and off yeah. I went. And I picked up Sergio Mendez, and they did an absolutely incredible show that night. Mm-hmm. I noticed there was no security. So I said, what do you do for security? Yeah. And I think Charlene looked at me and said, you're it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And it's kind of been that way ever since. Wow. Yeah. No security. <laughs> That blows my mind. It was a different world. It in was the 90s. a different world. <laughs> it was a wildly different world. Yeah, it was. Kim and I have both been drivers, and we've mm-hmm. we've all got good stories about yes. airport pickups. Uh huh. We've outsourced it now. No one gets to be drivers <laughs> like that anymore. So <laughs> thankfully, I it think was that's the deal. part I miss. Yeah. Is, well, I bet you being the great. driver. Yeah. I, we've had a lot of fun, and we've done a lot of interesting things over time, but nothing exposes you more to the art to the <laughs> yes. artist uh-huh. than driving them around for a little bit absolutely yes. and i feel like you really do get to know who they really are yeah some want to talk mm-hmm. some don't want most to talk. don't that's <laughs> yeah. exactly right <laughs> yep. yeah but i feel like it's always really cool to me to see if they're the same person in the car as they are on stage because mm-hmm. a lot of times they're not but yeah. sometimes they are so that's nice almost never you can almost watch them change their persona mm-hmm. when they get in the venue it's a lot of fun yeah wow. it is fun so you are a board member yeah how long have you been a board member i think i've been a board member for two years now i'm just starting my second term the terms are two years okay and so I anticipate another few years of being a board member. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what do you enjoy most about it? I think being a board member is important. Um, and that it, that's based on a lot of things. But really it comes down to community engagement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity to go places and meet people that I wouldn't normally get to associate with and ask them for money. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not something I normally or, no. or, or comfortably do. True. Uh, right. But the organization can't survive without money, and the organization can't survive without community support. And when you bring those two things together, the magic mm-hmm. happens. Yeah, it's very true. Well, we're like, we're thankful yeah. that you're willing Absolutely. to do that. <laughs> it is. Well, there are a lot of people who who have the courage to do it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I count myself among them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be really really difficult for me to just yeah. say hey be a sponsor please yeah it's a gift mm-hmm, for sure so you are on our board of trustees but like we said at the beginning you're also our security director at our shows so can you describe what that entails 
really more than than anything else it boils down to protecting the safety or ensuring the safety of our artists patrons and staff yeah and in no particular order things can happen all day long that change how we treat or what we do for the next 15 or 20 minutes at a time so we'll mm-hmm. have a plan and the first thing that happens is that plan gets destroyed <laughs> right and so as uh, we move along through the day we maintain flexibility in that core mission of protecting everybody's safety sometimes it means walking through the park with olivia neutron oh <laughs> olivia newton john we can change her name <laughs> I, I almost said it yeah and while she's playing frisbee uh, and her adoring fans are all over the place. She wow. played frisbee when she was here. Yeah, uh, she played frisbee. I have never heard that story. That's amazing. <laughs> I, they're all over the map. Uh, we had Roy Clark one time, and he wanted to go play golf in the worst way, but he needed security on the golf course. Oh. And it was really fun. I spent two and a half hours driving the golf cart watching Roy Clark swear. Yeah. <laughs> Not something you see on Hee Haw. Oh. What a lovely, wonderful, genuine man. And he just lit the stage up that night. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, that's great. So really, it, it comes down to protecting everybody's safety and making sure that they have an enjoyable experience while we do that. That's really important. Um, do you have any cautionary tales of concert behavior? I mean, okay, what are the cautionary tales? Because we know you have them. Yeah. Oh, there are lots of stories about bad behavior <laughs> at our concerts, but really I prefer to focus on the things that are positive. Okay. And we have such a great audience at this venue. We're lucky. Uh, there's no alcohol allowed in the venue. Mm-hmm. That makes it a little bit easier, although people do tend to sneak it in. Nobody, nobody does that. Nobody no. does that. <laughs> But it does make it easier in terms of managing the crowd and managing Uh expectations. I think the key here is just keeping everybody sane and keeping everybody nice to each other. Yeah, yeah. You do work hard to do that. If the patrons are nice to each other, everybody has a great experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When somebody's unhappy with somebody who's sitting next to them, that's something we keep an eye on. Right. Consequently, we don't have much trouble. Mm -hmm. But the cautionary tale is not really a cautionary tale. It's just be nice. <gasps> Seriously. That can be the title of this episode. Yes. Just be nice. Just be nice. Just be nice. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Well, you have to be patient with everybody around you. Everybody, mm-hmm. it's a tense situation. Mm-hmm. You've waited in line for a couple of hours. In the You've heat. kind of been squeezed through a gate or two. Mm-hmm. You've picked up a chair. You've picked a spot on the grass. And maybe it's the spot that you weren't really wanting to get. Yeah. So... People can get a little tense. And there's money involved. Yep. <laughs> they and spend money. And there's money involved. <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe a bucket of chicken or a pizza involved. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so it really, people just yeah. need to be nice and move around and accommodate each other. Everybody has a good time that way. Yeah. When somebody's not nice, nobody around them has a good time. That's yeah. true. They do bring down the whole vibe. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. There's our goal. Yes. Everyone be nice. Just be nice. Yeah. Um, so as far as our staff goes, out of all of us, you spend a, a good amount of time with the artists. You see them a lot more than Kim and I mm-hmm. do. 
Who has left a good impression on you? You've mentioned a few, but are there any other stories that come to mind? All the the stories are <laughs> are vast. Uh, you we, do tell we, the this best. This would be stories. the world's longest podcast if we told the story. <laughs> but there are a few. I when I got the questions in advance of the podcast, I had to stop and think about that. And mm-hmm. I think one of the ones that really struck me as being uh, a genuine, down to earth nice person was Don McLean of American Pie fame. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I called my 16-year-old son to help with security that night because mm-hmm. we had a big crowd. And it was one of these, oh, Dad, really? Who is this guy? <laughs> really? I've got other plans. He's 16. Yeah. He just got his driver's license. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, drive up here and come and help me. So I put him on the green room door and he struck up a conversation with Don McLean, or I should say Don McLean struck up a conversation with him. Wow. I came into the green room 30 or 40 minutes after my son showed up, and here's Don McLean giving my son a guitar lesson. Oh, wow. They're laughing and having a great time. It was more fun than I could Sweet. have ever had as a security director or a parent mm-hmm. to see that happen. Oh, that's so neat. So that that's, that's really yeah. a cool story. And, and there have been a lot of them. This summer we have Peter Noon here. Yeah. Great entertainer. The, the, the crowd is going to have such a good time with him. And the staff is going to have a good time with him because he's full of, of good humor and bonhomme. I put him in a convertible and took him to coffee a couple of years ago, and it was he treated like that Aww. like it was the greatest thing that had ever happened. Oh, to that's him. so sweet! Really genuine fun, um, and for the most part, all the artists who come here are like that. They're really yeah. just people. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you treat them well, they'll treat you well. We have had some bummers. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Slander lots. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so we've kind of talked about a little bit about safety concerns. Are there any safety concerns that are reoccurring every summer? Or is there something that you wish audiences did differently, like be nice to each other? But Yes, this is your chance to is there anything, preach to yeah, us. Yeah, is there anything that like worries you all the time? We have a unique venue in the state. There's no place where you can go to have a concert experience like you'll have at the Kenley. Mm-hmm. Part of that uniqueness is just based on the fact that we have this hillside that's beautiful and covered with grass and a concrete stage and an orchestra pit. The safety concerns aren't really external influences that, that can happen to us inside the venue. The safety concerns are people getting people up the hill, mm-hmm. getting people to their seats safely at intermission, making sure that everybody's getting in and out safely. Um, should we need to evacuate, making sure that we have a plan around evacuation. So, you know, wear good shoes when you come to our venue. Mm-hmm. It'll help you yeah. get up the hill. Bring a chair, enjoy, bring a blanket, but make sure the chair isn't too tall. Right. It's not nice to block other people's view. And yeah. that uh, not so much a safety concern, but a, a concern for the rest of the audience members. Safety concerns really are, if it's, if it's appropriate, bring a flashlight. After mm-hmm. dark, it can be really difficult to navigate coming off of the hill. So we mm-hmm. want everybody to be safe coming and leaving the venue. And we want everybody to be safe inside the venue. So leave your fireworks home. Yes. Oh, goodness. 
I feel like there's a story oh, behind goodness. that. Oh, that's oh. good. Kim, can yeah. you describe the perfect concert chair? Okay. Now you've like, yes. researched this. Yes. The perfect concert chair. And we've actually added this to our print at home tickets. Mm-hmm. And we have a bookmark that we send in the mail or put in the will call tickets um, if we've printed them. And it's also on our website. But the perfect chair is a standard like Coleman camping chair. Yeah, I can picture so that. So it yeah. comes in a bag and they're really easy to just fling over your shoulder. And that's what we prefer. Or just a standard size lawn chair. Mm-hmm. Those are fine too. Yeah. Um, just not like a lounge chair or an anti-gravity chair, I think is what they call them. Yeah. Because the backs yes. are so, so high. Tall. I love yep. those things. They're but so comfy. Yeah. <laughs> they're heavy and they're not really appropriate to a concert venue. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if you're going to the star party that the planetarium puts on. Yes. <laughs> but not here. True. <laughs> Looking up, not out. Yeah. Well, that's great advice. Mm-hmm. I like the flashlight idea, too. Yeah. I mean, we do have lights in the venue that we turn on, but it does get dark. It yeah, does. Yeah, 10 at night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And crossing the street after the show, we do most of our parking at the Leighton High School. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And after the show, we try to manage traffic and we try to manage people as effectively as we can. Please, please, please just follow the instructions and stay inside the barriers. We'll keep everybody safe that way. And that is my recurring nightmare, having somebody Mm -hmm. um, not paying attention or a driver on that busy road not paying attention and somebody getting hit. So as far as we're concerned, if you stay inside the barriers, everybody's safe. Awesome. So looking at our events lined up for this summer, is there something you're especially looking forward to? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to the symphony more than anything else. It's been a long time since I've been to the symphony, Mm -hmm. and we have such a great symphony here in the state, probably one of the most underrated in the country. Uh, So it'll be really a lot of fun to be at the symphony. I think that Peter Noon will be a lot of fun. Uh, big rock and roll shows are always fun, so having REO in our venue will be mm-hmm. fun. I, I'm looking forward to a season that just really piques the interest of a lot of people in the community and brings everybody out. Yeah, I feel like we have a really good diversity in the season this year with the different groups that we have coming in. It'll be great fun. I can't wait to see the Motown tribute. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited for that one. It'll be good. Uh, what was... what? would be your dream concert at the Kenley? Like, if you could choose anybody, even... Money wasn't an issue. Yeah. Just dreaming. Dead or alive. Well, I am on (laughs) the board, so money's always an issue. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But honestly, um, Mm. this was the easiest question of all the questions to answer for me. It's Ringo Ringo Starr and his all-star band. Oh, maybe you're a drummer. I almost could have guessed that. We should have tried to guess. I think I knew that about you. Yeah, Ringo would be amazing. Um, we we were talking about this a little bit a minute ago. We lo- Kim and I love how the audience changes based on the shows. Um, One of our favorite things is to look at what people are wearing. Yes, we do love good <laughs> concert outfits because you know they've put thought into it. Yeah, and probably even went shopping specifically for it. But yeah, what have been some of your favorite audiences? I had to stop and think about this question quite a bit. In fact, I scribbled a few notes around it. Yeah. And uh, now I've got to go down the page and see where that <laughs> hey, you was. Hey, lo- I'll tell uh, you my favorite while you're um, looking. Uh, me, yeah, okay. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> last Was it last year that Melissa Etheridge came? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Melissa Etheridge, there was such a great vibe. I feel like a lot of people were seeing her for the first time mm-hmm. that were just huge fans. There were so many great concert um, shirts, like Melissa Etheridge shirts. Um, but there, the vibe, there was just so much excitement that night. And I was, so I was selling tickets at the table, and it made me excited. And then when she came out, and everyone was screaming, it just was the best moment. And it was such a great night. But I loved that audience. They were so mm-hmm. happy to see her. Well, uh, here's my pat answer yeah. to the question. <laughs> and my pat answer is they're all my favorite. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's I, sweet. Uh, it's, it's true. Every, yeah. You're absolutely right. Every, mm-hmm. but every audience has a different feeling, mm-hmm. a different vibe. And frankly, some put me on edge a little bit. As the security director, it's mm-hmm. my job to kind of watch the audience and feel the vibe and yeah. kind of know what's going on. Some audiences have put me on edge over time, but the, some of them have just been really great. Some of these big shows, I, I remember specifically Chicago. Mm-hmm. Everybody was so amped up and just waiting for that first note. Mm-hmm. And when that first note happened, I'm getting chills now yeah. just mm-hmm. thinking about it. The audience just exploded, and they stayed on their feet for the entire night. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I shot some video on my iPhone of all the little electric fans that the hospital had passed out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. The lights doing the wave. Uh, yeah, very cool. So, Aww. yeah, there have been some real highlights. And uh, for me, that was really one of them. That's awesome. But really, That's really our sweet. audiences are great here. It's true. And I think part of it is that they're so excited to have these big names in their town, yeah. in Layton. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, you just, you know, you can go to Salt Lake for that. You know, mm-hmm. you can go down to Vegas. But when they come to your hometown, Who it's knew? so magic. Yeah. yeah. And the venue's small. Yeah. So, so there's yeah. not a bad seat in the house. There's so not. everybody gets a real treat by coming to see one of those big shows here. Mm-hmm. They're expensive, they're difficult to put on. It requires an army of about 75 volunteers to make that all happen. Yeah. Uh, we mm-hmm. have 12 to 18 security people on duty during any show and everybody's a volunteer. Yeah. So to make that happen for people and to make those audience really feel safe and secure is a big deal for us yeah Yeah. i want to go back a little bit and talk about the concert outfits that people wear right and tie that into the safety thing yeah because we do see women who wear stilettos (laughs) oh yes on the the venue and they're walking in the grass and they're raiding the lawn (laughs) i mean it's bad enough to wear stilettos and grass but then you're walking up a hill and the grass is usually damp because they water it all the time (laughs) it's like just don't do it just don't please you're gonna break an ankle Okay, yep. bring that second set of shoes yeah, in a bag. It's a real thing. Exactly. That is a real thing. Yeah. I mean, they're pair. adorable, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's funny. And I also don't wear sandals anymore because I've been stabbed in the foot by twigs too many times <laughs> in the venue. So. Well, and the evenings can get cool. Yeah. Um, and so people wear shorts and they get unexpectedly chilled. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. there, there are lots yeah. of things to consider when you come to an outdoor concert. Bug spray. Yeah, yes. lots of bug spray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Especially this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been be... a wet winter, so mm-hmm. there may be a few bugs around. Yeah, I got bit in my backyard yesterday. Bummer. I know. I was mad. <laughs> it's fine. It's the start of summer. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about um, you being a musician. So tell us how you got into music. What was What was the thing that developed your interest in that? And what instruments do you play? 
I had to think about that for just a minute, mm-hmm. but, but it didn't take very long. <laughs> in the fourth grade, Mr. Stewart was a traveling violinist, and he went to all the elementary schools in my school district. Mm-hmm. And when he showed up and played that violin, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I grew up with deaf parents, so uh-huh. they didn't understand really what the what my excitement was around it. Right. But they supported it always through my entire life, and uh, until the day they died, they'd show up at a concert. They couldn't Aww. hear a note, but they could sure see their kid. Oh, you're yeah. going to make me cry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, abs- it's absolutely true. And so mm. I picked up the violin in the fourth grade. Well, between the fourth and fifth grade, Mr. Stewart's program got canceled by the district. And so by the time I got to junior high, I was really, I was keen. I signed up for band and I marched in and I thought, I want to be a percussionist. Mm -hmm. The band director thought I'd be better at trombone. (laughs) Oh, why? (laughs) Did it give you a reason? That was my question. (laughs) But, you know, who am I to question an expert? So I picked up the trombone. He needed a trombone player. (laughs) And I can still play the trombone. I can't play the violin at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the time I got to the ninth grade, I exploded onto the rock and roll scene by buying a Sears and Roebuck drum kit. (laughs) <laughs> that's, awesome. that's awesome yeah and that's where i've lived ever since yeah so you got that catalog and we're yeah waiting patiently for it yeah. to come well in the mail. you know the guitar seemed too complicated to me mm. okay well, interesting not like drums aren't right yeah i i watch drummers I'm like how do they do that i, I can't i that, moving I, your feet and your hands separately i can't i try never to think about it <laughs> You just feel it. The minute, yeah. <laughs> that's neat. Uh, you, musicians and actors, I think, are a lot alike. When you have something and you learn a piece of music or you learn your lines, you commit them to a part of your memory that just triggers automatically. Uh-huh. And if you stop and think about what's coming next, you mess it up every that time. That is so true. Yeah. Absolutely every time. Well, Heather plays the violin. Yeah, and there's a lot of muscle memory. Uh, if you yeah. think about that difficult passage that's coming so true bam it's gone (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. it happens all the time i close my eyes a lot yes me too interesting and you've played fun fact you've played on the kenley stage yeah many times what would people have seen you in over time um well your band is called midlife crisis right I'm sorry? Your band is called Midlife Crisis? The band is called Midlife Crisis, featuring Mm -hmm. the hot flashes. Okay. (laughs) And so your next interview is with Teresa, and if I fail to mention that, I'm in trouble because she's one of the hot flashes. Yes. Um, We've played on the stage numerous times, and I've been involved in a lot of productions. And from the artist's point of view, this is the best place in the world to play. Hmm. And... I'm not exaggerating when I say that. In 1978, I went on a world tour with the USO. I got to play on um, the the flight deck of the USS Enterprise on submarine tenders uh, in the middle of the Inuitok Atoll on a flatbed trailer, uh, the northern training area in Okinawa, uh, where we played for eight guys who were training to repel Mm -hmm. wow so i really have played all All over over. the world yeah and this is the best place to play wow that's so cool if you're standing on this stage or sitting behind a drum kit on this stage you're looking at the wasatch mountains Mm -hmm. very often the moon will be rising Mm -hmm. just as you're starting to play the audience is electric they want to hear the music Mm -hmm. it's 
the best experience you can have as a musician is playing this. And sometimes you might even get a geese flyover. Yes. Like a V formation (laughs) geese flyover. We plan those. Or an F 35. Or an an F 35. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So it's this is as good a place to play as you can possibly hope for. Um, We're always excited when we have the opportunity to play here, and I know a lot of the local bands feel the same way. And I know a lot of the bands that have come and and played on our stage um, from the national circuit feel the very same Mm -hmm. way. They're excited to play here. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. What would you say music has added to your life? Everything. Yeah. Um, That may sound like a pat answer, but it's really not. There hasn't been a moment in my life that I can go back and not associate with the music either of the time or the music of the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we all do that to a certain degree. We all relate to those special times in our lives where we got to pick the music that was playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think those, uh, whether it's weddings, funerals, the birth of a baby, whatever it might be, the music has been appropriate to the moment. And sometimes wildly inappropriate, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, Heather and I have talked make... about this a lot too. Like, just think about how differently your life would be if you hadn't gotten involved in the arts or music. Oh, like, I can't. Can you I can't even imagine, imagine that? I, I simply yeah. can't imagine a life without music and art. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be difficult. Uh, even growing up in a in a deaf household, my folks loved art. Mm-hmm. Right. And they love to watch musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, but visual art, uh, my father was a huge fan of the ballet. Oh, wow. That's something you can really see. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was the yeah. nutcracker every year for us. Oh, I love, I love that. that. That's really neat. So this question, I mean, we always ask, have you had any embarrassing mishaps on stage? But really, it should just be what have been. My <laughs> favorite question. The reason it's my favorite question is because every trip to the stage involves an embarrassing mishap. Exactly. Sometimes the audience notices mm-hmm. and sometimes they don't. But there's there's one where everybody saw it. I was in a college band. We were playing at Granger High School for an assembly um, in Salt Lake City, and the risers that I was playing on were not bolted together appropriately. So as I was about a quarter of the way into my drum solo, I noticed that the risers were kind of creeping apart, and that seam was right in the middle of my drum kit. As I continued to play, they got farther and farther and farther apart until they all went at once and swallowed me whole oh my word the kit the cymbals the drums everything i went down the middle and it all landed on top of me i think it took him about 20 minutes to extricate me from the wreckage i got a huge round of applause (laughs) best solo i ever played that is amazing oh that's a good one is that on video somewhere? <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be cool? Uh, oh, that was a great. long time ago. That would have been in 1977 or 1978. Okay. We weren't all packing our video yeah. cameras around <laughs> with us in those days. Didn't exist, in fact, yeah. you know, a VHS camera oh. weighed about 30 pounds yeah. and wore yeah. it on your shoulder. Were you injured? 
And did you finish the show? Finish the show. <laughs> I don't remember being injured, but yeah. I was young and 10 foot tall and bulletproof at yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So did you put your oh. whole drum kit back together before you finished? Uh, like, yeah. It you took, took a 10 minutes. minute break or something? <laughs> <laughs> it took a few minutes to put it all back together oh. and then bolt the riser together underneath. Yeah. Oh, a lot of fun. That's, that's a great story. I did not see that coming. Uh-uh. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well, thank you so much for being here. To wrap things up, um, will you just talk to us about why you think the arts are a worthy and important part of our society? I don't think we can have society without art. We certainly can't have civil society without art. I think cavemen had art. Mm -hmm. They're uncovering more and more of it. Uh, So whether it's a means by which we communicate or express emotion, there isn't a, a minute in our day that is untouched by art. Everything we see around us was designed by somebody, even if that somebody was Mother Nature. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. From my perspective, it's all art. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to lay on my back at my sister-in-law's house as we celebrated Mother's Day yesterday, and I looked at the clear blue sky and the little white puffy clouds, and I listened to the stream trickle by and the sound of my grandsons running, and I thought, what a moment. Mm-hmm. It's all art. Mm-hmm. And it all impacts us every day. So stop, take a moment, drink it in. Who knew Barry would make us cry? I know. (laughs) All right. No, no. Oh, goodness. I'm a sucker for clouds. I always have been. Yeah. I never knew that about you. Yeah. Well, we've had plenty of them this winter. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much. This was great. It's my pleasure to be here. we will see you this summer. Yes. Thanks for inviting me. Say hi to Barry when you see him at our concert. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much for listening. We would love it if you would rate and review our podcast. It would mean a lot to us. And subscribe. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's where we have up-to-date information about our shows and where we host our awesome giveaways. And be sure to check out davisarts.org where we have all the information that we talked about in this episode. See ya! See ya.